This episode is brought to you by Lurk Royalty, a Twitch gaming team that puts out Call of Duty content, Rocket League content, and any epic esports matchups you can think of. If you want to check them out, go over to uh, twitch.tv. The three team members are Creeper KC, you got Brazi TTV, and Reckless underscore X. Go check them out over on twitch.tv. With your host, Clinton, Hunter, and Ryan, as we bring you the latest in gaming news, reviews, and the newest updates on national and local esports events, along with great recipes for you good-looking dads, gadgets and gifts for gaming, gags, and great deals. And we're raising the heat as we go into gaming competition in the Delirious Dome. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, Buenas Noches. Good night, the one he always forgets, you night ninjas. <laughs> night ninjas, I like it. Well, this is episode 109, I'm your host, co-host, before Ryan gets mad, uh, Clinton, and I'm here with my good friend, Rhino215. My name is Pedro. <laughs> and, uh, oh, uh, we're, we're joined by Hunter, Hunt Dog. Oh. Over Hunter, at the how beach. you doing down there? Hey, buddy. Looking good. Yep, yep. Oh, man, man. You, you're just looking jacked, man. It's, that it's Carolina all, sun is really doing something for his abs. Yeah, it's almost like he's made of stone. Mm. Or maybe mm. cardboard? I don't know. Something. Say something's something, going on. I'm giving up on you. Yeah, he's he's looking a little different tonight. I don't know. But, Hunter, we're glad you, uh, we're glad you joined us tonight all the way from the beach. Yes, thank you, thank you. Yep. Oh, you're gonna stay? Okay, I get it. Silent. What do they call that? Silent and uh, you know the the strong silent type. Yeah, that's the yeah, term. strong silent type. I was thinking yeah, silent yeah. but deadly, but yeah, strong silent yeah. type works. A little bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, they can tell me and you took over the podcast tonight, can't they? Mm-hmm. It's like, whoa, what happened to the organization? Out the window. Threw it out, guys. Don't need it. Don't need what do you it. Mean? The organization still exists. It's called Delirious Dads Gaming. Mm-hmm. No, no, I mean like organizing to have Obviously. things in like a good organized Obviously. fashion. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. So uh, Ryan earlier mentioned uh, when we we're getting ready for the podcast about Call of Duty, but then I was thinking Final Fantasy. So now we're just on two completely different planes. Oh, you mean for what we're going to play afterward, maybe? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I just, I, just want, I just want to deliver some shoes, some milk to people, you know? Yeah, yeah. Just Bags? Yeah. I was bagging, uh, you know, dodo birds. Yeah. Can't really beat that. Yeah. Killed me some ladybugs on the Final uh-huh. Fantasy fourteen. They, they don't call them ladybugs, though. They call them beetles. It's like, grow up. I know a ladybug is a beetle, but come on. call yeah. it. Just call it a ladybug. <laughs> and then Ryan, he was all creeping on people's houses. Because apparently yeah. there's player housing in this game that I didn't know about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty intense player housing, actually. It really I know was. Some of, you guys, some of you guys who've who've played Final Fantasy before, you already know all this stuff. We're new. We're just checking it out. And and MMO world is pretty much new to me. I've played a little World of Warcraft with Clint, but like to the extent that we've never even ran a quest or a <laughs> dungeon or whatever you want to call a thing. Dungeon, See, I don't know. Dungeon. So, uh, anyways. 
were playing Final Fantasy. So for me, that's all new. The controls yeah. are horrible. Characters just like standing sideways and running forward half the time. I don't know what's going on. I feel like you uh, should try the control scheme, like the controller, just to see if it's better for you. Yeah, but then I'll never get used to using the mouse and keyboard. Yeah. And if it gets intense, the mouse and keyboard is going to be better. And you want one of the little 10 keys, you yeah, know, whatever. Yeah, you want yeah. to like the guy. We're probably going to try Elder Scrolls 2 because obviously that's probably more of me and Hunter's Pace. If you I guys feel, know us. Okay, so here's, here's how I feel. I feel like World of Warcraft is like. You know, it's like the old guys, you know, not saying that mm-hmm. all players in Warcraft are old, but I'm saying it's right. kind of like that established, hey, we're the we're the Sega generation. You know, we're the, mm-hmm. the old school gamers. Right. And mm-hmm. then you've got then you've got Elder Scrolls, which is like all the people that like the anime and the I don't know, the out there kind of like, I don't know, I'm trying to think here. I'm digging myself in a hole, I think. Go for it. Like portal people. I don't know. Not even portal yeah. people, but just like, you know, they're just out there. They're a little different. I want yeah. they're into right, and You're then and then you got Elder Scrolls online you said people. That, hold on, you hold on. I knew you were going to say that. You said Elder. What Clint's talking about is Final Fantasy. Yeah, he's yeah, saying yeah. Final Fantasy are more of those kind of people. You know what he's saying? He's saying Furries. you like Yu Gi Oh, you yeah. like Pikachu, uh, you know Pokemon. Yeah, you're yeah. into uh, what's the other big one? Uh, Goku in the freaking Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, if you like Dragon Ball Z. This is your jam for yeah, sure. Go for it. Yeah, yeah. I get all, the way, yeah. all the way. All the way. And then there's Elder Scrolls Online, which is like your hard punk rock, baby. Like they just got an edge yeah. to them. They're it's kind of like your regular They're a little more, gamer, a little more hardcore than the old guy. Gamer. Yeah. 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 But they also want to experience the MMO, but they yeah. don't want to do the, you know, everybody gets mad when I say turn based. I know it's not turn based, but you know, World of Warcraft and these kind of games, they kind of feel like it. You click a button, it. Hey, you click a button, it doesn't move. You're not doing it. Seventeen you know? so year old engine. That's what that's everybody right does. Right. That right? You click a button, like even if you're playing a game, like a regular RPG, you hit you know X or whatever it is, and you swing the knife. You're not obviously swinging the knife, but you get what I mean. The cooldown type deal, where you hit yeah, it yeah. and then you yeah. hit a different spell, and they. You know what threw me off, guys? I have two axe spells. You want to call it a spell? I don't know what they are. Actions, <laughs> right? It's my action bar. <laughs> I hit. I hit two axe actions why do they both go away no matter which one you hit who just because i just because i wielded my axe that's they, dumb okay so What's they the call having two different ones they call that a global cooldown which disables uh, certain spells that would fall under that same category i was excited when i had both because i was like sweet i could just tap and tap and tap yeah. and tap and just slash these guys well nope, it was still just you'll, freeze you'll probably end up getting spells that don't do that but i get what you're saying it's yeah. a little like why do i have two when you don't know that so, also, I, I needed a spell to delice some sheep. That was new. And I needed a spell to bag dodos, right? Yeah. Call, I guess you're calling those spells, right? Is that what they are? Yeah. I'm a apologist, so I was over here like, thought I was going to be using daggers. I was thinking it was like more of a rogue set, which I guess it does have a rogue thing mm-hmm. within it. But I'm more like hand-to-hand. We're over here, you know, Chuck Norris and stuff. Just, right. You know, a little Bruce Lee action. Right. Yeah, so, fist. Fistica. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. So it's a pretty we'll pretty intense little game. I'm, and the UI system, guys, just so you know, is like straight up 90s. I mean, it's like uh, AOL, window browser game. I mean. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. When you say the UI system, it sounds like you're talking about the whole game system. No, it's no, no, really no. the, just, it's really the, the entry. Yeah, really mainly like the entry menu type setup. Like once you're in the game, it doesn't really feel that way. I mean, the no talking, reading 900 pages of text every time you interact with somebody, 
isn't really my jam either. And I know people are thinking that's because you're dumb and you're just a shooter and you, you pull the trigger, read. bang, bang. Yeah, I get it. I'm just saying I don't want to. I'm saying it's the 21st century. I know, but I should have this guy talking to me. I should have some voice acting and I should have him. Yeah, but, you know, then, you, but then you have like a game, and then you're downloading a game like Call of Duty at that point. He said, well, it's worth it for my audio. Yes. <laughs> there were cinematics that, that I ended up getting into, though, that did have the voice acting. But just for your no, basic you boring quest. Yeah, I did. No, 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 you didn't. What you had is like the previews of the new world or the new area you're in and that character no, voice. That's like, no. Yeah, and he's narrating like John's going into the journey of his lifetime. No, no, no. That no, guy's no, no, talking. No. There's, there's talking, no person that's talking. While I was questing, I came across this chick, this little, I don't know what they're called in the game. Mm-hmm. She's wearing a little pink dress. Mm-hmm. And then it went and it cut into a, once I clicked on her and accepted the quest, it cut to like a little cinematic. And she talked. Yeah, and she talked, and we were all talking. And then some white-haired dude shows up. What's up, bro? What's happening, bro? And then, boom, I went to space again. It was weird. Nobody, hold on. Nobody came into. Yeah, go watch the stream. Come on. It's over on the the Twitch channel, guys. Delirious Dance Gaming. It it was slightly believable until you said a guy came in on Final Fantasy and said, what's up, bro? Come on, bro. No, no. When he said that, that, I think you're making it up. That's all I'm just. I'm associating it with my voice. Okay. Yeah, my dialect day. Okay. Anyway. Anywho, we are going to bring some news. We're not going to talk about home life much because we already talked about our little home life of gaming. I think that was an interesting little spell we gave you. That and was. we will we will talk more about Final Fantasy as we give it a little bit more of a chance. Right mm-hmm. now, the graphics are beautiful. The game plays very smooth, even in crowded areas. It's a super smooth game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like character development so far but it's super basic right now so we'll mm-hmm. see how it goes yeah we're, um, some, we're some basic bees right now we're just mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just walking through the alleyways begging for money but we do have some good news for you guys tonight and it's a little bit better news like yeah. we've had kind of weird news a couple weeks ago and then kind of weak news last week this week i would say it's a little bit better it's a little bit more meat on the bone oh you say? Yeah. yeah for yeah. sure some of it released friday i believe and that's, we had already edited the podcast and released it. So it wasn't that's covered fine. on Friday's stuff, but it's coming at you tonight. Let's go Our ahead. Our listeners are exclusive anyways. They don't listen to any news or watch any news unless it comes from us. I know that. Oh, Wait, okay. Man. We're like a cult. I like that. I like that too. I didn't think of it that way. <laughs> All right. So let's uh, hit it on over. We're going to see what's going on in the Leaks for Geeks, baby. for geeks the news for the dudes and we've got meat with a little bit of sizzle baby i'm gonna go first always i'm gonna jump in on this uh, hey that's messed up that's personal <laughs> uh anyways uh first thing i've got for you guys is when i first saw this i thought really i didn't even know like i usually stay up on all this cloud gaming remote gaming you know amazon and uh xbox cloud and 
Stadia. And there's so much of that going on. And then I saw this story about Netflix. I didn't know Netflix was getting involved in the gaming world at all. So I thought, wow, they're jumping into this cloud gaming thing too. No, not really. It's their own thing, which is kind of specifically built more around mobile gaming, interestingly enough. I like their take and I like this article. So pull it up for you guys. Netflix video game service is saying all the right things. That's what the title of this article is. And the main first quote, you're going to love it. We don't have to think about ads. We don't have to think about in-game purchases or other monetization. I like that. So Netflix doesn't care about money. This is interesting. Sounds like a lie. <laughs> um, but as you read into it, they give good reasoning for what they're doing here and what their plan is. And I like it a lot. Okay. So uh, it says here, as part of the company's latest earning report, CEO Reed Hastings um, and Chief uh, Product Officer Greg Peets jumped into a conversation. Uh, they're talking about loads of different things. But in the conversation came they're implementing detour into the gaming arena okay uh former game writer julia alexander was listening to the call and took note that they were saying uh, about the netflix about the netflix video game plans it says aside from the fact that netflix will initially be targeting mobile games so their first big push in this is going to be mobile games hastings said they're not expecting to to be planning on making any profit from the gaming itself their plan is instead to expand what they're offering for the subscription they're already offering. So they're just trying to add more value to their subscription. So they will make more profit, but because they're going to have more subscribers, they're going to hit a new demographic. They're going to have people that are subscribing, hopefully, for the games. And then they're going to go, hey, you know, why not do it? We're going to get the, the, the movies and shows and everything, too, with Netflix. But the games is what interests me. And the reason why... Is because it's actually very common if you're a mobile gamer, it's very common to be spending close to $100 a month, which sounds crazy, right, mm, for yeah. mobile gaming. But for guys who are into it, they do a lot of, uh, for one, there's a lot of ads, and then they, they kind of say, well, that's between some of the ads that get you to buy things, right? You don't think about that. That's a cost of being a mobile gamer. Those ads sunk their teeth into you and got you to buy something. Um, and then also there's a lot of, uh, you know, Upgrades, right? Skins, you know, all that kind of stuff that we're talking about where you where you jump in the game uh, and they have all those in-game purchases now. All these biggest mobile games, the biggest ones are free, but they're not really free because you've got all these in-app purchases and stuff. So the game plan is here. We're going to suck these people in with the offer of having really good games on the mobile scene that don't have any in-game purchases. They don't have any ads. They don't have any of that stuff. And they're still essentially play like a free game. Yes, you're paying your $15 or whatever for Netflix. But then after that, you're going to get the value from the movies and all that. And the games are kind of essentially feel free. And I agree. I like yeah. the what they're saying here. Here's the beautiful thing. They said, as, as to uh, this point in time, mobile gaming has exploded. But mobile gaming is completely limited by the way of monetization that it has right now. So all of your game developers are developing around the idea of having in-game ads and in-game purchases to monetize the game, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so they kind of build their game around that structure. Everything is kind of built around, hey, you want the cool gear, the good gear, blah, 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 you're going to buy it, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
So they're saying this is going to completely open up new developers. So a lot of the developers that they're talking to that are game creators are super excited because they can forget about all that, right? They don't have to worry about that because they're going to get paid directly from Netflix based off of the hopes of Netflix getting more uh, to their portfolio, right? More mm -hmm. actual actual subscribers. Then they're going to kick some of that subscriber money over to these game makers. And that's how the game makers will make their profits will be directly from Netflix and not from you. So that allows the game makers themselves to actually go back to doing what they do best, which is making a game, right? right. So they can just think about making the game good, making it enjoyable, making, you know, the upgrades and the things you earn throughout the game with it, so that you have to buy it. Um, so it sounds like a lot of the developers that they're in talks with love the plan. They don't know how well it's going to work, but the yeah. idea behind it is good. And I actually agree. I think this is an interesting take. I like that they're not jumping into cloud gaming with everybody else and their dogs, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, which they may later, but they're going at this in a very unique way. The targeting mobile, which mobile uh, users for Netflix has exploded in the last five years, right? Like just watching shows and movies. People do it on their phone, tablet, mm -hmm. laptops, computers, way more than just the TVs. Like it used well, I mean, to be. Now you got a little controller attachments for your phone yep, that used yep. to not exist. Um, and, this, and this makes sense in the Netflix model as far as, I mean, really think about Netflix when you use it. You don't have to deal with ads. You right. have to deal with Netflix ads. Like they might mm -hmm. post up like a, hey, here's another movie that you might be interested in, right? Right. But right. no, like they don't, you know, you're not watching a, a commercial for Mountain Dew mm -hmm. before mm -hmm. your movie or, you know, whatever. So, um, yeah, that's pretty exciting. Which, which is a lot of people don't understand. That's why Netflix is a little bit more expensive than like Hulu. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hulu's less expensive because they're, they're able to make ads. money off the ads. Yeah, Netflix mm -hmm. isn't really doing that. Um, now, so, yeah, it, I think it's a diff it, different structure. So so the model sounds like it's going to be a subscription-based thing for subscribers, then, like you're going to get to access the mobile games for free then? Yes, it's just being added to the roster, okay. no cost. Oh, yep. that's, yeah. And the writer in here said, at least for now, but uh, there hasn't been anything said to give the idea that they're going to charge more like a separate subscription. It's just, they're, they're adding something new to what you get within your Netflix subscription. So then there's going to be a lot of the people who already have Netflix. that are just kind of getting something for free. So this, right? is, the, this is the combat Amazon or not Amazon, uh, HBO max, Disney plus, uh, this is going to mm -hmm. be kind of their solution to that. Like, yeah. So they don't lose as many people. Okay, they're adding more value to their subscription. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. And very cool. Yeah. I'm with it. But Netflix is doing a great job with production too, right? Mm -hmm. We've seen a lot of good movies, not just shows, but movies too. High-end movies made in the last three years produced by Netflix. I mean, yeah. they're the they're the company. I'm, like I'm Warner still, Brothers used to be, now it's Netflix. I'm still over here waiting on my Stranger Things, bro. Like season yeah. four, it's like, come on, give it to yeah. me. And I saw they have that Fear Street show. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't and, watched it uh, yet. Yeah. So and and I come across the movies Witcher. that are Netflix sometimes. Like I watched one the other night uh, and I haven't watched just like a movie on my own for a while. And I was up, you went to bed. I wasn't ready for bed after gaming. I went down and watched, um, geez, what was it called? It was a Will Ferrell movie, hmm. but it was about singing, like a singing competition. Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, they're, um, they're from Greenland. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and it was funny. It was a pretty good movie. Um, Icelandic. Yeah. They're Icelandic. That's what yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. Iceland. Uh, you watch that one? Yeah, Viva Gil. Yeah, it. yeah, fun. it was pretty good, and and that was a Netflix produced movie. So it's interesting. Yeah. 
you know, these exclusives that are coming out with big actors and stuff like that. And they don't it's seem a, cheap. Like used to Netflix movies no. were kind of a little bit cheapy cheap, kind of like Amazon no, Prime seemed, movies, you know? It seemed just like Talladega Nights or any other movie, yeah. you know, that he's in. Yeah, it wasn't as, if you guys haven't watched that movie, it's more serious. Like it's funny, yeah. but it's it's left to be like realistic. It's not it, like it's one of these the crazy movies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's dang, I thought I came here to laugh. Now I'm here to cry a little bit. Yeah, it was a good one. Yeah. I'm over there like, who's chopping onions? Get out of here. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for that story. I think it's a good plan. We'll see what happens with it. I thought Stadia was a good plan, and they, they choked it. You know. Yeah, they choked it. But, uh, yeah. but we'll see. I mean, they're still here. Like we said, Stadia, uh, uh, what do you call it? Not Amazon. Uh, Google has enough money to sustain during the hard time. So yeah. I think we're still going to see Stadia and make it through. They're going to emerge as something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and because they have consistently gotten better, their lag has gotten better, their latency has gotten better, their game list has gotten better. And so if they keep working on all those things, they're going to make a mark. Um, this is a whole different angle. I like the fact that they're jumping into a whole, like who else is doing this? What they're doing? Nobody yet. I haven't oh, heard of anybody yeah. doing this. And this, so, is, this is really smart uh, smart on their part to, to capture those extra, extra mm-hmm. subscribers, you know? Yep. Which, I don't have Netflix. Never have thought about having Netflix. You know really? why? Yep. Because I've got I've got HBO through AT&T. Mm-hmm. I don't even usually use it much. And then I've got uh, Hulu and Disney Plus, which are both good. Mm-hmm. And then I use Streamio. It's free. Okay. So I've, I've just never really had the, the interest really in doing Netflix. Never, never had the need to. Um, but this is the first time I've gone, hmm. Maybe. Interesting. Maybe. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> Gotcha. Well, I'm going to bring some uh, controversial news towards our buddies over at Twitch, who we do stream on, so we'll see what happens here on the show. Um, but anyway. We're a pretty big deal over there. Yeah, yeah. They, they can't handle the, the power, you know. So what's going on? we got to kind of go back a little bit here uh, in the esports world. I know you guys have heard of Dr. Disrespect. Um Maybe you're not a fan, or maybe you don't really know him well because maybe you don't watch streams. But you've heard of the guy, mm-hmm. you've at least seen him. He's got the the mullet, the the shades, you know, uh, the mm-hmm. Ethiopian uh, what's he call it the the poisonous Ethiopian caterpillar over the over the lip, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year he got banned by Twitch, and still, not really any details on why it's. Mm-hmm. Now at this point, suspected that it's uh, Twitch maybe didn't want to pay the contract for the dock, and no, we don't know. It's all still got in taught, litigation. caught in the mixer. We don't know. So anyway, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just kind of been ugly, you know. Uh, there's tournaments that he's been banned from uh, because of his affiliation with um, or his ban with Twitch, uh, Activision, and, and other tournament companies that are putting on these tournaments have have banned him, and so it just kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's it's moved on from that. So during this time period, Doc went over to YouTube, established a good base, and has really not slowed down. I don't know that he's grown as much, but um, he's still maintained. And he's he, doing good for sure. Yeah. So he's ended up um, getting with a streamer named Zlanner, and uh, that's his Call of Duty group. They do duos together. They they play. They hang out. And so recently, with all these. Uh, situations with doc not being able to play in the tournaments certain mm-hmm. call of duty like these big call of duty tournaments uh z lander kind of struck back 
Um, so basically, here's here's what happened. Uh, Zlanner decided uh, that he was going to dress up as the Doc, and this was for the um, oh, what was it? The uh, oh, what's over here in this article here? Let's see. It was the Warzone World of Warzone Championships. Mm. Uh, Zlanner decided he was going to dress up as Doctor Disrespect, do a little cosplay. Okay. So even though the Doc wasn't in the tournament, Zlanner was. And so he made an appearance as the doc. And it was pretty pretty cool little spoof. Uh, Just kind of a shout out to his buddy, you know, Mm -hmm. a little bit of support Mm -hmm. from him. And, you know, nothing nothing happened. They played the tournament. Nothing was said. Nothing done. Uh, And then a couple weeks ago, about three weeks ago, I seen a video where Z-Lanner was talking about he was offered a Twitch contract and he turned it down because Mm -hmm. he did not want to not be able to play with his friend, uh, Dr. Disrespect. He said, right. uh, reasoning being Dr. Disrespect has shined a light on his stream. He was already mm-hmm. a pretty, pretty good streamer anyway, but, uh, doc kind of rose him to that next level. Yeah. You know, help with his thing. growth and development mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with that, with that done, you know, he's like, I'm not, I'm not going to turn my back on my friend. I'd rather play with my friend and, and not, not go over to Twitch and be, you know, mm-hmm. alienated from my, from my friend, my streamer buddy. So today was the um, the Twitch Rivals tournament, which was a seventy five thousand dollar Warzone tournament, mm. and uh, yeah, we uh, get this message here over on Twitter from Zlanner says I was pumped to run it up with Kaylee Renee and Clutch Belk today, but received this message day of in quotation marks Zlanner is not eligible for Twitch Rivals today. Mm. end quote and then dash twitch staff that's so, it yeah that's, that's crazy. it that's it uh, they pissed. say that says here on this article over on um, dexter2.com it says uh, there were all kind of rumors flying around as to the reason why Zlanner was barred including his affiliation with Dr. Disrespect some twitch staff even said it was because he wasn't a twitch partner but a lot of people said, hey, what are you talking about? He's a he's an affiliate with the site. So that doesn't make sense. Um, mm-hmm. And then an esports journalist, uh, Jake Lucky, tweeted that alleged reason for the ban was none other than Zlanner's Dr. Disrespect cosplay. And just to add further fuel to the rumor, the streamer himself even liked the tweet. Mm. So there you go. Really no reasons as to why. But well, uh, uh, another question should be pretty easy to answer by doing a little bit of research, which we haven't yet, but you can. Yeah, is there anybody else who's not a Twitch partner that's in the tournament? So I mean, you could rule that out real easy. Oh yeah. If everybody in the tournament are only Twitch partners, then that could be a rule that they have. But yeah. why would he find out the day of? You see, yeah, they already knew he too, wasn't a Twitch partner. They got him last minute, so he yeah. couldn't raise too much of a stink. Just mm-hmm. cut him on out. What do you think, Hunter? Okay, so Hunter's smiling. He thinks it's good. Yeah. It's a good deal. So I've got this. Uh, I've got this video set up here that uh, we're gonna watch real quick, Ryan. I've got the link down there. Um, it's the Zlanner YouTube video. We're just gonna look and uh, check out his cosplay to see. We're gonna rate it here and see what we thought was. Was this video worth the ire, the anger of Twitch? I don't know. Let's check it out. I think Hunter's hair is starting to look like that. 
Crack there. I got no sound for some reason, sadly. Oh. The power of my soul. Here we go. <laughs> That's pretty good. You did a pretty good doc impersonation. Woo! <laughs> the best ever doing. Doctor. Zis. Ladies and gentlemen, well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for tuning so in. So there you go. I really appreciate it. We had to put a little bit of respect on somebody's name, someone that we all may know that can't really do this himself over here, but we're going to be doing it here today for him. <clears throat> we're going to have a phenomenal day today, folks. Well, yeah, and it's not just a dress up. We are all you know what I mean? Have a phenomenal, yeah. phenomenal yeah. day here today. So, so he's I, making it known why he's doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely poking, be poking the bear. Actually. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think it's awesome that he's uh, a good friend to the doc. Just kind of you know, unless it, unless we find out something later, you know, we say we say what we say, guys, listeners, because we don't know why in the world this has happened to Doc. Now, if if it comes out later, Doc was touching a little girl that he shouldn't have been touching, or something weird like that, <laughs> we're obviously we're not going to be on the doc's side. You know yeah. what I mean? But right but, now we don't know, and there's been no speculation really of that, you know. Yeah, he would have been in jail by now. For yeah, like yeah, that. that's what I'm saying. It doesn't <laughs> seem like there's anything legitimate it's, from what we've got so far. Somebody hurt somebody's feelings or pissed someone up up somewhere, and it was like, hey, some kind it sounds of like a, it, a it sounds like a business really. deal went wrong. Yeah, it's a money yeah. thing. It, mm-hmm. That's how it feels. Yeah. Yep. So anyway, uh, but this reaction to Zlander, um, I don't really. I don't see any reason why they did ban him other than it's got to be the cosplay. Could be yeah. him turning sure down the Twitch right. contract, but I would I would I would think it'd be more of that. So well, it's kind of a combo of it, right? I mean, it, it, it to them it probably feels like a little bit of a dirt and a wound kind of thing. A snub, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. yeah, and it's like, well, you're freaking you're using our platform to make a bunch of money. Yeah. And you're going to you're going to do this like that, and it's like, well, yeah, I guess so. Some yeah. people do, you know. Yeah. It just, yeah, it sucks. Then it's kind of like, well, we definitely it need happens. YouTube. Hey, YouTube, sometimes there needs to be competition. Just it saying. happens on YouTube too, though, right? Like, so there's not just streamers, but YouTube. Oh, you're cutting out uh, there. My back or no? Yep, you're back now. Uh, maybe they're right wingers or there's something like that, but other YouTube stars, right? That have lost monetization over a stance they've taken, right? That's not mm-hmm. popular in the modern age. Um, well, they do the same thing. They kind of openly bash YouTube in their YouTube videos. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And set up Patreon accounts and other ways to make money because YouTube's just going to screw up. Um, yeah. Sometimes I think guys are doing that, and they are. I think yeah. it's a little bit of a push. Yeah. Um, but some guys are doing it because they're really getting screwed by YouTube. And it's like, yeah, they're still using the platform. Mm-hmm. Their whole name and branding is still getting you know promoted by YouTube, I agree. But at the same time, if YouTube is going to demonetize and stop them from being able to keep their cash flow the way it needs to be, then yeah, I push some slam whammy on, on whoever my promotional company is too. You know, yeah, yeah, problem is there's not, there's not enough competition. That's really the problem. There's only yeah. a few things out there that are even 
usable, you know, that you could grow and, and really make an income on doing this kind of thing. So Right. And that's why, like, with, uh, for instance, Warcraft, we were talking earlier about Final Fantasy being us trying it because of the recent uptick in popularity. It's not that I uh, plan on leaving Warcraft, World of Warcraft forever, but it's exciting to see, hey, there could be somebody that's actually equal, mm-hmm. gets equal attention to push Blizzard to, right. hey, take some chances, do some, make some changes with your formula. You right. know, um, I think competition's a good thing in all lines of business. Yep. And uh, really life. So anyway, that's what's going on in the esports world with the Doc's life and his and his good buddy Z Lanner. So nice. I don't know, guys, share in the comments. Uh, let us know in the chat. What do you think? Um, my next story is about Polygon Studio, which you guys have probably heard of Polygon before. Um, but the question is, have you heard of what an NFT is? Some of you have, some of you aren't. A lot of nerds know what an NFT is. They know what crypto oh, yeah. is they know it's what all, blockchain is nothing like good nacho fries and tacos yep nft nacho fries and tacos is exactly what it means mm-hmm. well polygons getting involved with it oh, uh the real word for you guys is non-fungible tokens essentially you want me to break it down to the simplest form it's a very well protected digital asset okay? okay so and you could call it art if you want to but it doesn't have to be it could be a contract. It could be anything that's in digital form. An NFT makes it uh, non-fungible, meaning it can't be copied, can't be redistributed. Every time it's touched, moved, or anything, it's automatically recorded the is same fun- way. Is it fungible or fundable? Non-fungible. Fungible. Fung- mm-hmm. Fungible. 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 With a G? Yeah. Not if a you G. In- yes, if you in okay. G. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because earlier I said you said heard yeah. you say I thought oh he just messed it up. No. Okay. Uh, I, just, I just went. I had to insure it because it was messed up. You're my good. Brain. You're good. We say things wrong on here all the time. Uh, so essentially, it protects you, right? So okay. say you're an artist, you're making um, some drawings, but they're digital, right? Back in the day, digital was really hard to protect. People can just steal it, do whatever the freak they want with it, way easier than any kind of like an actual painting, right? right. Or an actual sculpture. Well, now, of course, when people say that, you think, what do you mean, like a just a drawing? No, what about like a 3D rendering, right? Mm-hmm. Say you did like a 3D rendering of a cool character. That would be a digital form of a sculpture, right? That 3D thing can spin around. You can see it from all different ways. Maybe it's got some cool stuff going on around it. Uh, or maybe it's nothing like that, and it's literally a ticket, to a show that was really popular and you got a VIP ticket. Well, that special VIP ticket back in the day, right? They'd frame that, you'd save it maybe years from now. You say, hey, I had this Led Zeppelin ticket all the way back from the show. I had back, I had front seats and, and uh, or front row and back seat, back seat passes or whatever you call it, you know, mm-hmm. um, and backstage passes, sorry. And all of a sudden that ticket's worth some money, right? Because that was a certain famous show Something crazy happened there and this and that. Well, now in digital form, we buy tickets and all these things. Well, you can turn that into a non-fungible token. So it really crosses a huge spectrum. Well, a little while back, I was telling Clint that the gaming industry is getting into non-fungible tokens and mining of these kind of tokens, meaning you get into a game, um, let's say like what we're playing right now, right? An MMO style game. We're checking out. Uh, Final Fantasy, and let's say in Final Fantasy, you go on this certain mission and you are mining or searching in this 
hard to find area. And when you find this certain thing, boom, you get like a, a thing in the game that is a unique trophy, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that can be an NFT. There could be only so many of those. They're limited, whoever finds them first, right? Um, and then that NFT is automatically tracked. You could sell that on that game's marketplace. You could sell it on an NFT market, even though you earned it from the game, right? And that thing will have actual real-life value. That's the point. So, so it brings real-life currency to other games, basically. Yes. Yeah, and well, it creates um, a limit on certain... Well, it's that way anyways, right? So let's say you're playing WoW. Mm-hmm. Aren't there some things that there's only so many of? They're like really rare and hard to get? Yeah, like super low drop rate, things like that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it'd be something like that that is then protected from ever being copied or anything like that. It's already protected. It's built mm-hmm. into its code as an NFT. So then if it gets sent somewhere or transferred to another person, you can look and it'll tell you exactly who touched that NFT at what time, who owned it at this point, and that so, would actually add value to it, right? Because so, say so we had an NFT. Me like, so like I get a rare mount, and it's like, oh, Leandris acquired this mount on this date, this time, right. and I trade it to you, and then it mm-hmm. shows, oh, he made the trade to Ryan. Right. So now it's and then, Ryan's mount. And then five, five, and I traded it to one of our fans, right? Mm-hmm. Well, one of our fans now has a super rare mount. There's only 300 of them or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. He has this rare mount, and guess what? We're super famous five years from now, like we're going to be. Mm-hmm. And now you can show that that rare mount that you own was owned by Ryan, no question about it, from DDG. Mm-hmm. Well, now that thing is worth $60,000 because Ryan owned it. The same way a guitar would be worth a lot more if someone famous owned it, right? From right. the Beach Boys, or you get what I'm saying? But you took um, away the comparison of Clinton, who originally got it in the dungeon. Right. So, well, so it bumps up to a hundred thousand. Yes, actually, if both of us owned it, it's obviously going to double in price at least. Yeah, <laughs> but but you get what I'm saying. That's yeah. kind of the point of NFT. That's how it can be involved in games. That's a very way that it can be involved in games. There's way more ways now, that is this, NFTs can be. Is this stuff tradable outside of the realm of the game? game? Yes. Well, I mean, a like the object in game. It's like, hey, I want. I don't know, this TV. And so I'm going to trade you this in-game. You play this game, so I'm going to trade you this in-game mount for that TV. Yeah, you could okay. if you wanted to. Okay. Yeah, just like money, right? Yeah. yeah. And so you'd take that and say it's something rare. Um, and say, like we said, Dr. Disrespect's playing that game. He finds that rare NFT. He uncovers it by completing some certain mission within a certain amount of time. And he was one of the first people to do it, right? Who knows what reasoning they give for earning it, but let's say he got it, right? Well, mm-hmm. now he can take that and sell it on a, on the NFT marketplace if he wanted to as a collectible, Okay. right? Someone could just keep it. They never use it in the game. They don't have to. They might just keep it because they love Dr. Disrespect and the game he's playing is not even the game they play. Does that make sense? Yeah. They want it for its collectible value. So there's multiple uses for the NFTs. I didn't mean to give you guys a huge breakdown on NFTs, but you need to kind of understand what it is and how in the world is it connected to gaming. Because um, Polygon, they're a big company. They're known, uh, they're a maker of crypto-based platforms, um, and they, they make platforms for non-fungible tokens. Well, they've set aside now a $100 million fund for projects aimed at combining 
uh, blockchain technology behind NFTs and gaming. So probably not just NFTs, probably if there's a, a way that real world, real world crypto can be used within the game too, that's something they're mm-hmm. interested in. But specifically, they're aiming at um, the ability to mine, farm, trade, find, earn NFTs within the game, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now that goes further than that. We're talking about normal games that integrate NFT technology. The big thing that they really want is NFT style games. You say, well, what the freak would be an NFT style game? Pokemon, but digital. That would be an NFT okay. style game, right? Because you've yeah. got Pokemon cards um, that are collectible. There's only so many of each one made, right? Certain ones are more powerful. Certain ones are more rare. Certain ones, right? You got all that exactly like we're talking about. But the whole game revolves around that card. And that, that player, that character on that card is a playable character of the game. It's not just like a collectible. Does that make sense? Okay. Uh, so there's a lot of games that are coming out right now. They have their own cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. And they have their own NFTs on the NFT market. And the NFTs that you're collecting are the characters. They're the players of the game. So they've got certain abilities. They've got certain levels or buffs or things like that that make them more rare or less. More, right? Um, and you buy these NFTs or these characters for the game, or you can earn them by doing different things depending on the game. Or, But a lot of them is just buying. It'd be just like going uh, buying a deck of Yu-Gi-Oh cards mm-hmm. or buying a deck of Trade Pokemon them. cards, and then you're going to get these NFTs in there and hope you get a foil, right? Mm-hmm. But it's digital. So okay. that's, a good, that's a good way to get a picture in your head. And then you have these battles, these games, where you go in and that character that's on your card is now usable to you because you own the card in the digital game. And then you go in and have a character, right? Yeah. Maybe you go in and it's a battle Royale, right? But all Mm -hmm. the characters are individually different with different traits. And you can only play with a character that you own the card to. You're not paying for the game. You're paying for the characters. Okay. That's another structure that is now being built. Just like you would never buy poke, right? You buy Pokemon cards and then play Pokemon. That's exactly the same thing we're so, seeing now in the digital world. So a little bit how Second Life used to oper- operates in a way. Like, you're not paying for the world, you're paying for the character. For the, the stuff. money that's yep. spent is on the character, not on yep. the, the actual game game. It's, right. it's all items in the game. Except for Second Life um, would be an early stage of this, and everything in Second Life is completely copyable with no way to ever um, infringe on copyrights or to mm-hmm. be protected or to go after anybody. Say you design something super cool. Uh, like this really interesting style of stairs in that game. And then you sold those as an art, right? Mm-hmm. Well, back then, somebody who knows coding can just take that, pull it into their computer, reproduce it, and sell it some more. There's nothing you can really do about it. Well, now you could have that protected through the NFT. Okay. And so that's, yeah, that's a very good example. Yeah, okay. so it's very, very widespread. They're wanting more people to jump into this. They're wanting more people to get into understanding the NFT and the blockchain technology and they call it here uh, web th- versus web 2.0 because web what you got out again web 3.0 they're basically saying blockchain technology is like the internet again and okay. i've i've made that equation when talking to my friends before it's such a big leap in speed and processing and protection and it's really on a whole nother level what we call the internet and so the more people that get involved with the idea of blockchain technology whether it be from cryptos or anything of those things, the faster we'll actually see um, blockchain technology, decentralized internet, right? Mm-hmm. 
actually roll out into the mainstream and be something that's more usable. And gaming is a great way. Everybody. Knows. Sorry, you keep cutting so, that on us. I said everybody knows that gaming is one of the biggest industries that are growing right now. So if you can tap into that growth with something you're wanting to promote, those two are going to go really well together. Yeah, and so that's yeah. that's why they're looking into this. I'm going to mess with my um, connection here real quick. Okay. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good way, too. Of, uh, I mean, video games are kind of an easy entry as far as uh, you don't have to pay for any physical... Um, any physical delivery or shipping or anything like that. It's not anything like that. It's all, it's all virtual. It's just the resources right. that make it right. Mm -hmm. so. Now, now some NFTs are tied to physical things too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but the most of the, most of the time it's digital. Yeah. Yeah. Within games, I'm sure they would make it just within the game or within some mm -hmm. kind of trade system within that. But well, really cool. That's a very interesting uh, article. Yep. We're going to see more a new of it. way to look at it. Trust me, in this next year, you're going to see more and more games that are, and some people will be playing them and not even really understanding that that's what they are because they're getting more popular. But they're going to be games built around um, the collectible. Yeah. That's that idea. Yep. Okay. Cool. Well, next, guys, we got some big news. This is like the big steak in the room that you just want to eat, or at mm. least it is for me. I don't know. Uh, Ryan, I don't even know if you've seen anything on this yet, but it's pretty exciting. We've talked okay. in the past about Steam and how Steam has their own hardware out there. I believe, Ryan, you said it's called the Steam Box, right? Yeah, that's kind of what they call it. Steam Machine Steam is the machine. general term. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So uh, last week, I believe this was probably Friday, Steam kind of surprised everybody with a big announcement. They mm. announced the new uh, Stream Deck. Now, this is Valve's latest stab at the hardware after the shelved Steam Machines, as we talked about. It's basically a hand handheld gaming PC with your Steam library built right into it. Now, this is not mm -hmm. cloud gaming. This is actually hardware. It's like yes. kind of like a Nintendo Switch, but it's PC. Um, the Steam yeah, it, Deck. It sounds like what they're doing is just like Nintendo Switch was kind of the ever since Game Boy the really first big handheld thing, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, the yeah. PSP. I guess the PSP was actually pretty popular too, mm -hmm. um, and then. It sounds like they're stepping into that same realm saying, hey, this is not for specifically like Game Boy games. This is so you can play your PC games mm -hmm. everywhere with go. you and, and not remotely the way we do or starting to see now, but right. really in the hardware, you're going to be playing and having that game in your hand. Yep. It'll be just yep. like loading up the Steam app on your computer. Supposedly mm -hmm. that's that's the deal. Now it says here that the Stream Deck, uh, the Steam Deck, um, will stock. Uh, they will stock it uh, beginning. Uh, they're they're going to stock it and ship it out in December 2021. Um, they have three different price points that you're going to pay for. Um, the very basic, the most basic one is 399, uh, and that's just your Steam Deck. Uh, that's uh, baseline model comes with 64 gigabyte of eMMC storage. And a carrying case. So, like, basically that means you're going to be playing one game probably on that. Maybe two, depending on how big. Uh, yeah, that's pretty small. I mean, maybe three small games if you're lucky. It's, it's, it does have expandable storage, though, doesn't it? Yes. Yes, you can yeah. do expandable storage. Um, the next uh, price point is going to be 529 
This is, this is going to be an upgraded model with 256 gigabytes of faster NVMe SSD storage and mm-hmm. the same carrying case and an exclusive Steam profile bundle. I don't know if that means like games um, or what. Uh, they're also going to do a 649, uh, which this is going to be your highest price top tier model. Uh, this is going to be 512 gigabytes of high-speed NVMe SSD storage, a special oh. anti-glare glass, which is huge. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. An exclusive virtual keyboard theme, and a custom carrying case, and the aforementioned Steam Profile bundle. Okay. Um, let's see here. I'm trying to think here. Yeah, so the pre-order page, they say the order availability is currently slated for summer 2022, quarter two or later. So meaning it's going to be unlikely if you're just going to get it right in December. That just means they're shipping out in December. Um, Let's see here. So when we're talking about the actual hardware of the the computer, it's a CPU CPU is a Zen 2 4C slash AT 8T. A 2.4 uh, three, a 2.4 to 3.5 gigahertz, um, which says up to 448 uh, gigaflops, FP32. Your GP, GPU is a eight RDNA two CUS, CUS. I don't know what that means. Um, anyway, it says up to 1.6 teraflops. The RAM it's got 16 gigabytes of LP. Uh, DDR5 onboard RAM, and uh, like we covered earlier, just a 64 gig hard mm-hmm. drive. Uh, screen size is 11 11.7 inch by uh, 4.6 by 1.9. So that's the, the 1.9 okay. is the thickness. Uh, it's going to weigh about 1.47 pounds, so could be a little hefty. Um, and so you're going to be getting um, a 7 inch 1280 by 800. Uh, screen size there uh, they do have the audio stereo jack um, and then the the battery life of this thing is uh, two to eight hours so they say a lighter game you're going to get more out of it but like a heavy game um, like a resident evil eight i would mm-hmm. suspect probably going to be around your two hour mark because it's um, requiring more out of the computer itself um, and then the video output docked up to 4k 120 Hertz, 8K, 60 Hertz game performance. Uh, says game performance at these often resolutions remains to be Hold seen. On. Hold yeah. on, read those that last line to me there again. Uh, game performance. Oh, yeah, the display performance. Uh, the video output. This is when it's docked. Says up to 4K, 120 Hertz, slash 8K, 60 Hertz. So really? basically, if, if you bump up to 8K, you'll get 60. Um. But like I said, they haven't like shown us that, right? That's just what. Well, nobody's saying. playing eight K for the next three years, anyways. I mean, at least yeah. at least two years, really. People are just now <laughs> mainstreaming four K. Mm-hmm. It's just now happening. Uh, yes. So four K one twenty is actually pretty strong. Mm-hmm. But the thing that concerned me out of what you were just saying is the uh, what you say twelve something by eight hundred. That's mm-hmm. almost seven twenty p. That's slightly above seven twenty p. Yeah, the display itself. Yeah, that's, that's all. You're, that's, that's all. That's that's going to be on the on the little system on right? the screen itself. That mm-hmm. that to me is a little weak. 
Um, and I know, I know what they're probably doing is comparing it to the PSV and the, the uh, Switch, mm-hmm. which that is a better display than either one of those have, right, I think. Right. But that's not their market. They're marketing towards PC gamers. Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, we've, we've got phones that do 2K. Do right? you think, I'm, I'm thinking maybe they went this route to keep the price down, maybe. I think they did, but I mean, like I'm saying, we, we have we have phones that do better than that. We're used to seeing really good displays in our hands every day now. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? So, and I think Nintendo gets away with it because of the kind of games that are being played on it and the graphic mm-hmm. level of those games. But if you're talking about playing PC-style games and getting it, you know, it hopefully it has some other things that are going to make that, because resolution isn't everything, right? Right. There's other things that can be implemented that, make the game look good you know and um it, but it may but that be, one's got me concerned it may be that the hd screen with that style with that with computer games may be too hard to push in the machine maybe yeah I it probably know. is for i think i think it's a cost versus performance maybe i don't know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but you're right whenever i heard 720p i was like oh why not 1080 mm-hmm. why not just get at least full hd nice. right yep. Yep. and that was uh to me the only thing i could figure out is maybe why they didn't now, second generation, I guarantee it's probably going to have HD. More than likely, I would say. So anyway, that's uh, that's what I got. Uh, let's take a look. I got a video here that I'm going to pull up. And it's uh, there's a link in the Discord for you, Ryan. Um, we're going to check it out and see kind of what you guys think of it. The main thing to understand is just uh, the operating system of this device is just Steam. It's the same Steam experience you have on the desktop. Uh, we've done some stuff to make inputs work better for all the different kinds of inputs you'd use with a, a gamepad. Um, we've really tried to optimize the experience of finding a game and playing a game. That's kind of been like from the very beginning, that was something that was important to us. But it's your whole Steam library, it's the whole Steam store, it's not a limitation or like a slimmed down version of it. The main thing was we really started from this idea of like, we know that people are going to be taking this device different places, they're probably going to be playing with it in different ways, so they're going to have like shorter game sessions, want to really get into the action quickly. And so it was super important for us that you can find a game like immediately, and that's games in your library, but also like games that you might want to know about, things that are new to the store, that kind of thing. Um, and be able to jump right into the game and play it. Um, those, I think, really like kind of underpin like the entire Steam OS. Like that's part of the play resume functionality that we have. That's pretty impressive. Uh, being able to jump right into a PC game and jump back out again. We all agreed really early on that we needed that feature, and that it was going to be a core part of how people experience the device. Uh, as we've seen many other, you know, mobile platforms, even how people use their phones. That's that's what they're used to. They press the button, everything comes back up the way they left it, right? Uh, most of the work was actually uh, kind of more on the lower level OS side in collaboration with AMD. Uh, we, we worked a ton of getting that stable, but it's it's rock solid now and we're really happy with where we ended up. Came up. It looks like the earliest uh, conversations with AMD, um, also with Steam developers internally, but we needed to make sure that suspend and resume, uh, just putting a game down and picking it back up was something that was uh, accommodated by the design of the system at the lowest level, like the, the power envelope to uh, maintain a session across um, you know, putting a game down and picking it back up, but also the speed with which that, that you can 
one button, uh, you know, put the device into that state and the Oh, I like that. Motion controls. And it does have touch screen, guys. I didn't mention that. that I'm looking at that so thumb pad thing underneath there. It's like unique. That was the hardest feature that we yeah. implemented. Yeah, underneath we, the, we each joystick. let it mm -hmm. slip by and then end up being a poor experience in the end. So it took some minding and some, and some real development. There's a ton of things that we learned from doing big picture. Like, uh, pretty much everything that you see in terms of how uh, a D-pad interface should work. Like, I think big picture came out uh, in, in an early time, even before some of the Netflix interface and, and that kind of thing. TV apps kind of settled on how to do that well. Um, so we took all of that learning is definitely played out in this device. And I think um, the other thing that's happened over time is just technology has matured. So. Um, with all the work that we did to redo uh, the library uh, a year or so ago for the for the Steam client, desktop client. One of my concerns here is that the fact that the game components, the or the, the it, console, I guess, itself is like on both the, the not usable for movie watching. Like you can't pull up your Disney Plus or something like that. If it could do that stuff too, uh, because it's only got the Steam as the OS, that's a little bit concerning. Well, they actually said in a separate deal that you can um, you can download Windows to it. That way you can play other games that aren't even Steam games and stuff. So, um, but I don't know how hard that's going to be. But they did say it's going to be possible, so you can play other games that aren't on Steam and stuff like that. This is really an extension of the desktop client that everyone's used to. Um, and so that's going to help us make uh, make the experience better, faster, and also make sure that uh, all of our customers get the same quality of experience they get in the regular desktop client, no matter what platform they're using. Within Steam on Deck, um, the one of the features that we've been trying to figure out how to bring to the Steam platform for a long time is uh, the home screen that you see in Steam on Deck. And that's the idea of actually bringing together the store and your library into one place, um, but also your friends and the community and all the great things that you love about Steam. Like all those things are built into that home screen. Um, so that's one of the features that we think is unique and will provide a lot of value if, if you're invested in, in Steam. Like this is Steam in a nutshell, all in one screen. There's as much customization as uh, you would want or as little as you would want. Because lots of people are gonna be very happy to just treat this machine um, as its primary purpose is intended as a machine on which you can just play games and not think about any of that stuff. But if you want to treat it like a PC that does any number of things, you can do that to the fullest extent that a oh, PC allows okay. you to do. So that probably means even like editing and things like that if it can handle it. I don't know why, how you would do it with a joystick, but... Anyway, yeah. So that's... Yeah, interesting. Uh, I like... We'll definitely that. be following that as more news comes out. Yeah, I saw I saw a scene, uh, an article, or something where someone had said they they it's basically an open source client. Like, okay. So, anyway, uh, yeah, that's kind of the big news there. The the one because no one was really expecting it. Boom, they just dropped it out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I can dig it. I think it's, uh, I think it's a player. I, I think I'm gonna hold off on the switch. I think, mm -hmm. I think so. Because that's maybe the the best fix I could get as far as wanting the game, but being with the kids in the living room. Because mm -hmm. I'm all the way in the back, so it's like, how can I pull this off? Oh, Daddy wants to play some Call of Duty with Big Rai Rai, mm -hmm. but I can't go back there right now. Oh, I'll just hop on here, and then when they go to bed, 
switch on over. Except for Call of Duty is not on Steam, so as long as it'll let you run Battle.net. Well, yeah, if you can do Windows. I mean, if what they're saying is true, and right. I can get a Windows client, and you know, you just do the Blizzard um, mm-hmm. launcher, and voila. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it you runs. you got to the better the- one. Huh. So I don't think that one's worth. I don't think that's worth buying without getting the better one. No, I'm getting the top. Yeah, I'm getting the yep, six hundred dollar. Yep. Yep. Here's, here's something I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna throw out here to the listeners. Um, why don't we debate on making this our big Christmas giveaway prize? I think it's a great idea, but we're not gonna do it unless you guys write us. You guys write us on Facebook or write us. Uh, Clint, what's your email? Throw it out there. Clinton at deliriousdadsgaming.com. Okay, if you write us on one of those two places, um, or if you comment on YouTube and say, "Hey, yeah, we want the giveaway," mm-hmm. I don't know how many how many messages we want. I would say if we got thirty of you saying yes, thirty, forty, somewhere in there, mm-hmm. saying yes, we want it, then we'll do it. Yeah, you help us um, get the word out about Delirious Dads, and we start mm-hmm. getting this thing freaking on the skyrocketing to the top. Mm-hmm. We'll do it. Yep. We'll so let us know. If you don't let us know, we won't give one away. So let us then know. You completely lose out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hunter, hey, thanks, buddy. I know you're getting sunburnt down there in the bottom. Uh, we hope you're doing okay. Jeez, you look stiff. It looks miserable, too. Like, it I mean, who does. wants to be at that beautiful location? Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's good stuff. Hey, guys, we appreciate you tuning in to episode 109. We are going to be adding some of the extra um, episode segments, mm-hmm. we should say. So uh, we're just getting all that lined up on the side. We want to bring it to you right. And so uh, we'll be hitting you here pretty soon with some extra content outside of the gaming news. Oh, yeah. So you guys, uh, one thing I can tell you, followed by two other things, is stay delirious. And stay dadding. And stay gaming. This has been a Delirious Dads production. For more information about the show, visit our website at www.deliriousdadsgaming.com. You can also find us on facebook.com slash deliriousdadsgaming, twitch.tv, and YouTube. Make sure you like and share our pages to help us grow the channel. You can listen to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. Please leave a rating and review if you enjoy the show. Thank you again for listening, and we hope to see you next time.